All right, from the live free or die state, we are in New Hampshire, beautiful New Hampshire. The people are awesome. We have this great little place we're staying in. Linda, Linda doesn't really like her place. She chose another place, but that's a whole different story for maybe later in the program. Um, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I have to interrupt. I don't think we should start the show with fake news. I think that's rude to the audience, actually. What what part is fake news? Well, everything you just said. I, I don't I don't believe that I chose anything. <laughs> I don't know anything about anything. Can I stay out of all of this? See, and you led with that. That's your problem. I, I did lead with that, which was a big mistake, especially today, right, Blair? Uh, anyway, toll free our number is eight hundred nine four one. Sean from New Hampshire. Anyway, it is the eve of the first in the nation primary, and you know, the, look, the polls are what they are. Um, with um, now, let me first say a word about Governor DeSantis. Um, and I was very glad that that Donald Trump was gracious last night. Um, I have said on the air, I it, look, it politics is a blood sport. Let me put it that way. Let's start there. Usually, by the time you get to some point in a primary, the gloves are going to come off and and candidates, Republicans against Republicans, Democrats against Democrats, they're going to kill each other. They're, at some point, it is going to get nasty. It is going to be ugly. It is a blood sport. I anticipate it every single election season, primary season especially. But I, this one kind of started from the beginning. And I'm like, oh, there's going to be plenty of time for this later if, if in fact, it gets to that point. And, and I understand both sides. I've asked both Governor DeSantis his side. I've asked Governor Trump, I'm, I'm sorry, former President Trump his side. And I understand where both of them are coming from. President Trump didn't think that Ron should run, considering he played a very vital role in his first victory in 2018. That was a very close race. And Donald Trump absolutely did help Governor DeSantis out. On the other hand, Governor DeSantis took a 30,000 vote margin win the first time he ran and in 2022 was able to turn it into a 1.5 million uh, person victory and set a record in, in Florida. And he did that on his own. He did that with his policies. He did that fighting for the people of Florida. The story of Florida is phenomenal. And I'm not saying it because it was my own home. It's now my home state. It just is what it is. This mass migration out of blue states to, to red states is real. And Florida and Texas and Tennessee and, and the Carolinas leading the way. And people are just voting with their feet. They're tired of, of politicians that believe in no bail laws, no law, no order, no safety, no security. They're tired of horrible schools in spite of massive amounts of money that are thrown into them. Uh, they are tired of high taxes with virtually, you know, no, no real benefit for the, for the people uh, in these states. Uh, you want to talk about infrastructure? Compare the infrastructure in Florida to the infrastructure in New York. There's no comparison. It is so much better in Florida. But by, on every level, it's not even close. And yet, if you look at Florida with a higher population than New York, they have no state income tax, they have better infrastructure, and their budget is half, less than half of that of New York State. How is that even possible? And then New York's answer is not to cut back on the size, the scope, the utter bureaucracy that is choking itself to death and chasing people away. You know, they just want to double down on taxing, just like California's doing the same thing. Now they want to tax people that leave the state. They still want to charge them a state income tax, even though they don't live in the state. Good luck with that, by the way. And, and how's, how, do you, how do you justify the constitutionality of that? 
And then on top of it, now they've got in both states, they're talking about massive billions of dollars in reparations, followed by billions and billions of dollars in a wealth tax. I mean, Gavin Newsom has announced he's going to be out there on the campaign trail stumping for Joe Biden. And I'm looking at, at, at Gavin Newsom. I mean, they're looking at a 68, what, billion dollar budget deficit out there. And they, their answer is they're now floating a wealth tax. Okay, you know, tax the rich, tax the rich, tax, tax the, the rich, rich. Tax the rich, tax the rich. We did. God forbid. Now, God forbid the rich leave. Yeah, well, they're leaving. And they'll leave in California, too. And big companies are leaving with them. And they're tired of the bureaucracy. They're tired of high taxes. They're tired of a low quality of life. They're tired of high crime. They're tired of how to control homelessness. And they're tired of woke schools. They're, they're, they're sick and tired of it. They're tired of EV mandates that they don't want these vehicles. If they wanted them, they'd buy them. And they're not buying them. That, that's the greatest indicator that, you know what, the plan isn't working. So we come into New Hampshire here the eve of the first in the nation primary. And, I mean, we've had a lot of polls in the last number of days. Uh, the one thing I did like, I didn't finish my thought. I look at Governor Ron DeSantis this way. And I, I know there are some MAGA people that just, you know, I mean, they, they began to hate him because they, I guess they agree with Donald Trump's argument, whatever. Governor DeSantis has done a phenomenal job. He's 45 years old. He, he, if we're looking for leaders in the conservative movement, you know, you cannot have a list that doesn't have at the very top of it somebody like Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, and I am convinced this has not been a bad experience for him. I hope he holds his head up high. Um, I, I thought in that debate against Gavin Newsom, I thought he did phenomenal. And he's done phenomenal in leading his state. He's not afraid to take controversial positions. He did so during COVID. He opened schools in August of 2020. Everybody thought he was insane. He was not. He was proven right. Um, he, he was the first to offer, you know, free monoclonal antibodies in the whole state of Florida. I mean, just very innovative. He's taken on woke education and, and says, you know, parents have rights in the education of their kids as well. Uh, he's helped with the infrastructure of the state. He, he earned the 1.5 million vote margin that he won by. Um, now, does that give him any comfort today that, you know, he he and I understood his argument. He was thinking, uh oh, if Donald Trump has 91 charges against him. How problematic could that possibly be for the Republican Party in November? The answer is it could be very problematic. Because a lot of people don't seem to understand. I don't think Donald Trump can get a fair trial in New York or D.C. or Fulton County, Georgia. I just don't see it. So um, and, you know, sometimes the political years is just a certain inevitability about them. Can't explain it. I've said it before. Trump defies all conventional political gravity. He's going to join us later in the program today. Um, I understand Nikki Haley's argument, but if Nikki Haley loses in here in New Hampshire, she's got to now think of her next primary is going to be her her home state of South Carolina. She's currently, according to the Real Clear Politics average I checked yesterday, she's down thirty percent in her home state, and also didn't help that Senator Tim Scott. By the way, congratulations to him. I saw a beautiful picture. He got engaged. I actually did a Bible study with Tim Scott. It was very cool. He's a very, very decent man. Very good man. And anyway, I just love the guy, and I'm happy for him. But he endorsed Donald Trump. Lindsey Graham has endorsed Donald Trump. The Governor McMaster has endorsed Donald Trump. 
Um, I, I think it's going to be very hard for Nikki Haley to overcome that. And her decision is going to be, is she willing to go into her home state and lose by a significant margin, which I think would be probably, you know, a, a nail in the coffin for any candidate. So she would really have to pull an upset here. Look at the insider advantage poll. Now, this is the first poll that I saw that was post DeSantis getting out of the race. And by the way, watch out for Governor DeSantis. He's going to be back. He's going to be better for the experience. And all that he's learned being a governor in Florida, an executive in Florida, conservatives are going to look towards him. Right now, Donald Trump's base felt like, nope, he deserves it. And they sent a very clear message in Iowa. And these polls are showing a very clear message in New Hampshire. And so the environment is what it is. And, but for those of you that don't see the good in Ron DeSantis, I look at his background. I look at his life. I look at his education. I look at his service to his country. I look at his leadership in Congress. I look at his leadership in Florida. We need 45 year olds like Ron DeSantis. I mean, we need the next generation of conservative leaders. And for those of you, well, he's not perfect. He's not. I'm like, stop. There's no perfect person out there. Don't look for perfection. All right. Anyway, so and I, I like that Donald Trump was gracious yesterday. We're seeing Trump more and more getting gracious. That, to me, is a curveball and a game changer. Because I've known this guy for almost 30 years. I know a side of him that most of you don't know. One that is the, he's the funniest guy you'll ever hang out with. He's unbelievably generous to the point where I think people take advantage of him. Um, he is gregarious. His ability to compartmentalize that much stress, that much pressure at one time and, and, and seemingly not even be impacted by it is pretty amazing. He's been through more than any other candidate I know. Uh, we've got the St. Anselm poll that has come out, and that's 52-38 here in New Hampshire for Trump. Uh, we have the Suffolk University uh, NBC10 Boston Boston Globe tracking poll. Trump has a 17-point lead there. Uh, even CNN's poll, which last week had Trump up only by seven, now has him up by 11. Uh, is there an opportunity for dirty tricks because of the open primary in New Hampshire? Yeah, that bothers the hell out of me. I don't think independents and Democrats ought to be voting in Republican primaries, but there is a very high percentage of independents, and they can vote in any primary that they want. There is a concerted effort to actually make that happen. Um, but if you if you just keep going through the new Monmouth Washington Post poll, you know, Nikki Haley's at 34 percent. What was Trump in this poll? Uh, I think he came in at 52 percent. I mean, that's a big number. Yeah. Fifty two percent choose Trump. Thirty four percent pick Nikki Haley in that poll. The only poll that, you know, shows this race close at all is the ARG poll. Real clear politics does not include it in their average. So they have determined it's not a credible poll. And it's such an outlier, it's, it's borderline ridiculous. Uh, but again, you know, the real poll comes out tomorrow as, as people go to the polls in the primary. And that's why we're up here. Nikki is 19 points behind. Uh, what was this poll? Uh, this was 55. Uh, man, I think it was 55.36. Not sure which poll was that, which the poll that was. But, and I can keep going, but you get the point. You know, Trump is up. Double digits. Now, he doesn't have to win by double digits to have a great night tomorrow night. If he wins New Hampshire, you know, 
Now the governor DeSantis has suspended his campaign. And by the way, looking at the way the, the primary system is going, he wasn't polling well in New Hampshire. He was doing okay in South Carolina, but Trump was way, way ahead. And just like he's 30 points ahead of Nikki Haley. And he rightly, you know, observed, I don't see a real path at this point. But I think his day will come where he can be a real force for the conservative movement in this country. And I think that deserves to be said about him. Um, anyway, does social engineering from leftist corporations make you feel like maybe we're living in the twilight zone? If you think that, you're not alone. Now, Pure Talk is my cell phone company. Uh, and the best thing is, you know, the silent majority is fed up. They're a company that actually shares your values. You know, those old-fashioned values, like you always know that you have your neighbor's back and they have yours, or the idea that you pull yourself up in life by your bootstraps, uh, that elbow grease can probably fix pretty much anything. And anyway, if you want a, a veteran-owned company that gives you the same cell towers, the same 5G network, the same exact service, and the average family saves close to $1,000 a year, this is it. And by the way, right now, you're getting the same service at half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. They have unlimited plans now starting at 20 bucks a month. If you want to make the switch, it's simple, it's fast, it's easy. Dial pound 250, say the keyword save now, and make the switch. Pound 250, keyword save now from our friends at Pure Talk.